if I've got, I don't know, maybe five or 10 minutes and I want a quick release, you know the kind, I know the exact toy that'll do the trick. Or I know the exact friction and rhythm to deliver with my hands in order to do it too. But if I want to slow things way down for a totally different experience, when I'm not in a rush, when I can spend some true quality time with myself, there's some very specific accessories that I like to grab. Sometimes I blindfold myself or I dim the lights really low. Sometimes I use a feather up and down my arms while vibey music plays in the background. Sometimes I get as much of my body involved as I possibly can. I run my hands through my hair, down my face, and I let my fingers dance all over the surface of my skin. I put pressure on my inner thighs. I take my sweet time seducing myself before ever touching my genitals. And when I'm properly warmed up and efficiently lubed up, one of my favorite new bedroom accessories to reach for is the Oh My C from Ioba. I'm not sure what mechanism is in this thing, but the toy has a little nub that rotates at different speeds, so it mimics the sensation of being orally stimulated. It's nice, it's light, and it's quiet. Sometimes the sounds of my toys can actually take me out of my experience, so a softer, quieter toy is incredibly appreciated. I make sure to take deep breaths as I let the pleasure and sensation build, breathing it throughout my body, and when the time is just right, I pick up the speed of the rotation and I ride a full body wave of ecstasy. This is one of many acts of devotion I choose to regularly deliver to myself. And it's not about what my partner can or cannot give to me. It's about taking time to be with myself in my pleasure, doing anything and everything that feels good for me. If you're looking for a quiet, high-quality, beginner-friendly, super-cute vibe that doesn't actually vibe too hard, my personal recommendation is the Oh My See from Ioba. See the show notes for details and a discount. I actually put a ball gag in his mouth and tied him up and gave him orders. I've been studying this kink for so long and getting to actually embody it and play with it was so hot. I'm Alexa and you're listening to That Sex Check, a Soulfire production. Joining me on the show today, I have Serena Rose. Serena is a sex, love, and relationship coach who helps people embrace their kinky side and heal their relationships with authenticity and deeper sexual awareness. She's also the newest member of the Sex and Love Co team. So I'm really excited to introduce all of y'all to her. Today, we'll be diving deep into topics like healing trauma through sex, owning your kinky side, dealing with betrayal in relationships, and so much more. I hope y'all enjoy the show. Serena Rose. Hello, it is me. <laughs> Yay. I have been waiting for this. I have been so looking forward to introducing you to all of our That Sex Chick listeners. And today is finally the day. Yay. It's a good day. And I'm so excited to be here and to be introduced to the beautiful community that surrounds you and that I'm so lucky to be part of. So thank you for having me and thank you to those who are listening. Mm, So good. Now, you and I have been knowing each other for a handful of years. 
Um, I know you met Jordan and we can go into our origin story a little bit here, (laughs) but I know you met Jordan at a retreat and then fast forward, not that long after that, then I met you kind of in a different retreat experience. And if, if someone would have told me around the time that I met you, that you would wind up working on my team, that I would see you almost every day, I would speak to you every day and that I would get to be a part of your blossoming, your unfolding, that you would get to, to be in a really incredible supportive role. And just, oh, if somebody would have told me that life, the way that it looks right now, that, you know, four years ago or three and a half years ago, whenever that was, if they would have told me, oh, this is in your future, I'd have been like, you're fucking kidding. Mm-hmm. Well, I would have said the same thing. I did not know that the path of being a sex and relationships coach is where I would find myself. So yeah, it's just as surprising to me too. And I feel so blessed to be here. Same, fucking same. So a little bit before our origin story, I, cause it's, it's almost like when I first met you and there's, you were this, um, vulnerable spiritual creature. Yeah. 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 I'm still that vulnerable. And I think at that time that you were really wanting to make a space and a name for yourself in coaching that was more in that realm and in that field. But I know parts of your personal story that fast forwarding to now blending the sex, the love, the relationships, the spirituality, the, the way that you show up, how you coach people to be really vulnerable, their language, all that, it all to me now really makes sense, of course, in hindsight, looking back. So while I know pieces and parts of your personal story, the, that sex chick listeners are not maybe so familiar. So I would love for you to tell us a little bit of your story and how you wound up eventually joining our team. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So a little bit of a trigger warning for those who are listening. I endured a large portion of my life in trauma. (laughs) And in that trauma, there was also sexual trauma that happened. And so there was this part of myself that I learned was bad. My body was bad. My sexuality was bad. My beauty was bad. My boobs were bad. And, you know, later in my adulthood, I contracted an STI, herpes, and I learned that my vagina was bad. (laughs) So there were these really deep parts of myself that I was in denial of. And I wanted to push away and not really dive into. And instead, I just dove into the spiritual aspect of life. And through that work of personal development and continuing to better myself and to show up more and more present and more and more authentic, I learned how connected spirituality and sexuality actually are. And there's so many pathways between the two. There's so much there for people to heal and learn about themselves, each other, this world, relationships. And yeah, so I'm not sure exactly. Honestly, Alexa, it might have just been you who inspired me to pursue it now that I reflect I've always been body positive and sex positive and loving of all creatures. Um, Part of why I'm vegan as well. 
And so that's always been a part of me and my identity. And I believe that I just allowed myself to go deeper. And underneath of that was this really beautiful alignment of all parts of me. And I really, truly believe it was you who inspired me to pursue this path. So I just listened to my inner calling and now I'm here. And I'm so glad because our entire team gets to benefit from that, (laughs) you know, and, and, um, you making your way into working with all of us was originally, originally through the lens of, you know, coming into some more of the business oriented aspects of what we do and what you showed up, how you showed up. I mean, I, I just think back in that time when we were having our initial calls and, what your brand and your business and everything looked like at that time versus this confident. Now, I I know that there's probably moments where there's the feelings of insecurity or enoughness or any of that stuff, but the energy and the essence that you portray and exudes from you is a comfortability that I believe wasn't really, it's just, it's just matured and transformed in front of our eyes over the last, I don't know how long it's been, six, eight months, maybe. I don't know if I just made that number up totally, but the, the, you know, the way that you came in and the things that you presented as being a struggle and a challenge and all of those things and to just have watched you continuously show up for the things that you, you knew deep down that, you know, deep down inside of you, you are meant to do and you are meant for more and you just kept fucking showing up for it. And I'm so, I'm just, I, I feel so honored that I get to be a part of the universe providing and delivering mm-hmm. and like, like I said, you'd asked me many years ago if this is where it would have shaken out. And I mean, if you had told me many years ago that I would wind up having a team with multiple full-time employees and we'd be doing things like payroll and our taxes <laughs> and we just have all the 401ks and all that shit. I mean, like you're fucking joking. And now, you know, by bringing people like you on that we have these deep personal connections with and have watched transform and have been a part of it. And, and just as much I've been a part of yours, you've been a part of mine because there's so many things that, uh, you do and say that are so admirable to me. Like this is, this is the dream. This is the fucking dream. I didn't even know it existed. So again, thanks Mm. for being here. Mm, Thank you so much. I really received that. And that's what we're all here for is to learn from each other and reflect to each other. And sometimes that might show up as insecurities and sometimes it might show up as inspiration and both things are perfect and beautiful. And yeah, I'm, I'm just really appreciative of the shadow and the light. Thousand percent. So I would love because you, you work side by side, basically with Bryn, who's been on the show multiple times. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I oftentimes jokingly say she's the glue that keeps all our shit together. And then you're Bryn's glue, (laughs) basically (laughs) keeping Bryn together, something like that. But you also coach with us and for us. So I have private clients that I will take at certain times of the year. Jordan takes private clients on at a couple times a year and also runs his men's group. Bryn runs the own your orgasm program. She'll take private clients, but you also do as well. And you have a very specific niche. So each one of us has a little bit of a different expertise and yours again, a little bit more on that, uh, the edgier, the kinkier side. And so would love to ask you some questions that way people who are listening can certainly gain insight and be able to, I think maybe even feel validated through hearing some of your story and 
how you've come to being the sexual creature that you are today. Um, and then also there's probably some people that are listening that might want to work with you. And so I would love for them because I, I really think that cool. I have a lot of education in my background, but people don't always, I, I think that the vast majority of the people that want to work with me, it's not because of the education piece. It's because they relate to my story. And when I speak about my story and I speak about the transformation or I speak of what I'm doing, they vibe with that. And so I think in this conversation, you're going to wind up finding your people too. Cause I know I'm mm-hmm. in your ear holes now, all of y'all. We got some, mm-hmm. we got somebody on our team for all of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really exciting. I'm so happy to dive into the kink and the edges and the vulnerabilities that I'm willing and able to share. Great. So let's start with your own journey to self-love. And you touched on it. Maybe let's go one layer deeper. Your own journey of self-love and sexual freedom and what it has taken in order to get to a place of loving the body that had been real ridiculed or you were told bad or wrong or dirty or any of that stuff. So the journey in loving that and then finding what might be considered sexual freedom. What was that mm-hmm. like? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't claim to have accomplished sexual freedom by any way, shape or form. (laughs) Uh, Anything in this life that we are on the path of is not a linear path. And so I'm still learning and growing and peeling back layers. And once I think that I'm good and I'm healed and things are moving in a different direction, then there's another layer that gets to be shed and peeled back. And so it is beautiful. And my abilities to hold myself while I'm peeling back the layers have increased. And the tools and the resources and the support that I have has shifted. And so as I'm peeling back those layers, I feel more grounded and literally more embodied, which is part of the healing that comes from sex play and BDSM and kink and embracing these deeper parts of myself. So I'm able to literally embody and act out scenes even at times for healing and also gratification. (laughs) And it's a lot of fun. It sounds like a crazy notion that someone can heal trauma and shame and all of these things through sex, but it is absolutely possible. And I know that the people listening to this show believe that, or at least want to believe that for themselves. And so I'm here to reflect and to share that it is possible. And loving my body, same still not a linear path. And as a woman who has a menstrual cycle, I, my body is one of those bodies that I can gain up to 10 pounds a month, just in water weight. And so I think every single month I get to learn how to love my body in different ways. And so I'm just right here with you you being the listeners and you, Alexa, I'm just right here with all of you doing the work also myself and sharing vulnerably about what that process is like and being loving and being open. And I'm also very much an experimentalist. And so I love to just try new things and to pivot and I'm okay with failing and I'm really okay with winning too at the same time. Right. Right. I like that. 
fail over and over again, just really fast. So you can get onto the next <laughs> try, you know? Yeah. It's like, Oh, let me dip my toe. Oh, nope. Don't like that. Okay. That's fine. It's cool. Right. Right. I'm all about sensation play, but that's just too fucking cold or that's mm-hmm. too fucking hot. I'm going to take my toe right out of that water. Absolutely. The to zapper is the water there for me. <laughs> I hate that thing. It's a sex toy for those who are listening. It's mostly a psychological thing. Um, it's zaps and I don't like it done on me, but I tend to enjoy doing it on other people. Mm-hmm. I like how your voice got a little elongated between the words there. It's like <laughs> Mr. Serena, but I do like to do it to other people. Meow. <laughs> right. So that's a zapper sounds like electrocution. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Yeah. Damn. It's, it's like a shock. That's yeah. Yeah. So I just think of pet play and just putting one of the collars on. You know, our, we had JP and Amber on the show and I did a a live back at the peak of all the COVID stuff and the lockdown was actually happening and we were doing comedy videos, live streaming in his living room. And, uh, I was in control of a shock collar that he had on his neck (laughs) for a skit. And I, I laughed so hard (laughs) because he had it set to like 30. And he was like, oh yeah, one, I think my, maybe even it was Jordan or somebody was like, 30 is not that much. Like that, that barely affects my dog, whatever, whatever. But directly on the neck of a human person, it was just like, you could just hear it. And mm-hmm. then him like jerk out of his chair and it was live. We were recording live, so I couldn't turn it down and there was the rest of the bit to go. And so I'll have to tell him, you know, like, on what level of a traumatic experience would you consider that? And have you thought about it in an erotic way again since? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I would say number one, we're not necessarily recommending this at home. <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah. And number two, it is how you know that you're alive. And part of why I love the BDSM kink play and even some of these more taboo things like pet play or putting a shock collar on is you get this rush. I get this rush of I'm alive and that feels really good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, kink for me for, you know, I actually got uh, a message not that long ago. I mean, my, my DMs thank all of you who continuously show up in my DMs and share your heart and your soul and how this podcast and our work has uh, helped you in some way, shape or form. I love that. Um, I recently got a message from somebody saying that they tried the things that was in one of my posts and that this person normally, it was a woman who was talking about her and her male partner were, um, they did the things that I wrote in the post and she rarely has orgasms while having sex and that it's a struggle. And it's normally a thing that's really on her mind and that doing the things led her to having a spontaneous orgasm on her own. It was the greatest one that she's ever had. Mm. So when I think about kink and I think about, I think about sex, I think about the, and Tantra, I just think about these access points to, okay, sex is cool. It's for all of these different reasons, stress relief and for connection and for bonding and for procreation and yada, yada, yada. But what makes it to where the sex isn't just kind of the same dish that's given to you every d- night for dinner to the point where you're like, I'd rather just eat nothing, you know? And so 
or for people that, you know, have a hard time with orgasm or whatever the challenge is that's being presented. A lot of times I say, you know, kink or tantra, or whatever, it's just the lead up and the build up to the altered state that you then go into the act of sex. The act of sex kind of looks the same no matter what the sex itself usually kind of looks the same no matter what. Mm -hmm. It's just what you did in order to get to the sex is what gets to be very, uh, very colorful. And so then that puts you in an altered state, drops you, can potentially drop you really deep into your body, into your pleasure and your sensation. Um, if you're really warmed up, the thought of the laundry in the corner of the room that needs to get folded and put away, or if the light's on too, too bright, or can he see the rolls or the little dimples in my butt cheek on that side or whatever, all of that's like not possible because there's just so much sensation present. And then, then go into sex and it's like, wow, everything's properly lubricated. There's blood in all the right places inside of your body. Not, not like bloodletting, but that is a kink, but there's blood rushing into the body parts in all the right places. And, um, yeah. And usually out of the mind into the body, into the heart space, and then really incredible and healing sexual experience, get, experiences get to happen. And I would love to hear, cause you touched on something that, um, really stands out for me, Serena, is that going into scenes and going into sexual experiences as a means to heal in some ways. And again, healing isn't linear and everyone's going to heal in their own ways. And there's this kind of misconception that in saying that you're on a path to healing, that there's an end and there, there isn't an end. And I, I think that's something that we collectively can choose to talk about a little bit more. It's not like, a, Oh, now I'm done. Mm -hmm. onion. It's like mm -hmm. an onion in the sun sometimes, you know, there's yeah, like just so yeah. many layers to it. So. Yeah. And when someone in my experience on this path, when someone says, Oh, I'm done, I'm healed. Then that's usually when the universe drops some sort of bomb and you get to experience more healing. And I don't project or wish that upon anybody, but it's just something that I've learned in my own experience personally. And to answer your question, the first thing that comes up to me is something that I really enjoy and actually want to play with more. Um, but my partner isn't as experienced in the role that he gets to step into <laughs> to play with this more. So we're still exploring this. As I said, I'm right here with all of you doing the work and learning and growing as well. Um, so in my trauma-filled childhood, I endured a lot of mental and emotional abuse and wasn't able to stick up for myself and to use my voice. And even as an adult, you know, part of why I may or may not have a soft voice is because of the 17 years of abuse that I endured. And so learning to find my voice has been a really freeing thing in and of itself. And so when I get to step into a brat role, I am able to talk back and rebel and <laughs> be this naughty little girl that I was always punished in my during my abuse for being. Um, but in this scene, I am taking my power back and using my voice and getting so much pleasure and satisfaction on so many levels as I step into the brat. And so um, my partner is still studying the brat tamer role, which they go hand in hand, kind of like, you know, pet, pet owner, um, 
rope rigor and rope bunny, that kind of thing. So we're still learning and playing with that role, but it is a role that I feel so much healing from when I'm able to step into it. So good. So, so good. And I know I've mentioned it on the show, probably bits and pieces, but for me, I, uh, I didn't grow up with a father figure around. And so that was like a hole in my experience. You know, I grew up and would hear people saying the word dad, and it was such a foreign word to me. And then the idea, and then as I've gotten older and come to terms with, I think I'd like to be a mother, the idea that Jordan will be called daddy and me watching him be a father will be my first experience of what it's like to watch a child have a father that up close and personal. And for the longest time that has provided so much sadness and longing and pain. And I I mean, like, I'm sure you can even hear it in my voice, even when I go to, and I've done a lot of work in this area, you know, and it still has that little edge for me. But when I consider my sex and I consider kink, what I have discovered over time is that anytime I have an opportunity to in a way, be a little girl. And for Jordan even to step up and be that because he is now my new attachment figure. I didn't have the father attachment figure growing up, but I had a maternal um, attachment figure. And so now I have this uh, because that's that's the idea is that you partner with someone and they are your new attachment figures and you get to play out basically what was played out in your childhood, but you get to resolve it. You get to, if there's resolution needs to happen, and I'm sure that for everyone out there, there's something to be resolved or something mm-hmm. to shift or something to grow from. And oh, it is a journey, but I get into this space with Jordan. He gets to step up as this daddy figure. And at first he was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and even trying to describe it to him, I would turn red. I would go, Oh my God. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like it's, I don't want to apologize for it. I'm too much. I'm asking something that's like really fucked up from you. And as we've grown and he's stepped into the role, much like your partner is stepping into, you know, brat teamer and learning about that and going there with you. Jordan's very much been like, I'm going to just learn about this and see how it goes. But at first there was definitely some resistance and, um, now, you know, I can't remember what he asked me the other day. I was just very much in a state because, and I've shared this many times with you being on the team and then also listeners too, is, uh, I ride a wave, an emotional roller coaster wave. I told Jordan the other day, I am the roller coaster. You get to get on and off. You get to go play basketball and go to your friend's house and go wherever you get off the roller coaster and you go somewhere else. I am the roller coaster. I am steadily riding this track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he sees me every now and then, and then he steps up into this very kind of daddy-like space and provides for me. And the other day he was like, do you want to go get in the bathtub? And let me brush your hair. And I just wanted to fall to pieces. Everything in my aggression or my anger, the charge that I had just like collapsed into this little creature. And that's special. And while that's not sex, it's not happening. Sex is not happening while I'm pretending to be a little girl, because I think for people who are like, oh, this is all fucked up, these pedophiles and rah, rah, rah. I understand where they're coming from. And also that's not what's actually happening mm-hmm. for, for the vast majority. I won't say that that's not happening at all, but for the vast majority, that's not the dynamic that's actually pay- playing out. It's just this person who is my romantic, my new attachment figure, who I do happen to have sex with is now fulfilling a role that I was not able to have fulfilled when, because it wasn't my choice. 
when I was a kid. And now I have a choice. And this is a place where I get to expand my imagination and Jordan gets to lean into his edges too. And so it's just so much bigger than what the surface, what it's presenting on the surface. Mm -hmm. I relate so much to that share. And my partner and I also play with daddy and baby girl. And you're right. It's not always a sex thing, but it is intimacy and developing the level of intimacy that you're able to touch and see and feel between the both of you inside that relationship in daddy baby and also in the bigger relationship which is jordan and alexa and myself and my partner so we have multiple relationships inside of our relationship and it is so fun it gets to be fun and releasing the judgments that you've touched on and the shame that you also touched on and surrendering to this experience that provides pleasure for both parties and feeling that pleasure is so exciting and sexy. So I know for myself, after a bath where my hair is brushed, I'm like, let's go to the bedroom. Yeah. I'm good. Let's go. Yeah. Time to transition. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love that. And so I'm curious because I think some people might have their life experience lead them to being fearful of some of these things that we're now speaking of as being so healing. So I'm curious what it was like for you in the discovery phase of, I think my sexuality is, is this, is unfolding into this, being this kind of kink inclination and all of that. Mm. Well, I don't know if, well, I imagine that me sharing about this will be relatable to some people, um, but I'm judging myself to be not quote unquote normal here because of the amount of trauma that I had, I have my entire life been on the path of curiosity and experimenting and trying things just to see how I feel like, Ooh, this is a new sensation. This is a new activity. Like, what is this going to do for me? Am I going to like this? Am I going to hate it? Will I feel good? Will I feel bad? Even emotionally, I would push my edges always just my entire life for healing, for growth, for expansion. And so my discovery process with my sex life was like really exciting. I'm like, ooh, this exists? Cool. I'm going to try it. (laughs) What were some of the thises that you tried? That's exciting. Well, um, the one that pops up is being wrapped in saran wrap. Like, I didn't know that that was a thing, that you could do that. It makes sense. (laughs) But, (laughs) you know, for those who don't have any idea what I look like, I have pretty large breasts for my size of body. And so seeing myself all like squished in the saran wrap and just seeing my body in new ways, I'm like, this is so cool. And I learned to love my shapes and my size and just what my body is capable of in really fun and new ways. And then 
my partner also wrapped up my ankles and my legs and, you know, spread me open and did really fun things to me while I was constricted and I had no control and I couldn't (laughs) go anywhere. And I'm like, this is so hot. It's just like plastic wrap from the kitchen. (laughs) What is this? But this is so cool. I love that. Was there anything else? I mean, that was great. I'm glad I probed a little further. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is there anything else that pops up? Mm, Yeah. So my partner and I are both what you would refer to as a switch. And I can't remember if you touched on switch in your ABCs of kink episode or not. I don't remember. Um, You might've. But for those who don't know, it is a human who is able to literally switch from one role to another role. And that can happen in a moment or it could happen from scene to scene. Um, It just depends on the person and the relationship, the dynamics, agreements, etc. And so as a switch, I am mostly a submissive. I'd say about 80% submissive and 20% dom. And my partner is the exact opposite. He's like 80% dom and 20% submissive. And we don't normally play with the 20% too much. Um, But last week, we played with the 20%. And that was fun. I actually put a ball gag in his mouth and tied him up and gave him orders. And I've been studying this kink for so long and getting to actually embody it and play with it was so hot. And afterwards we decompressed and reflected and he was like, wow, I didn't know that I would like that as much as I do. And he was kind of judging himself a little bit, but also really enjoying it. And same thing for me. I'm like, huh, I didn't know that I could like that so much. So we're excited to continue to play with the 20% and see where it Mm. takes us. So good. I was just thinking about the conversations that we have working on the same team. You know, I worked in a job before this where what I originally learned was when you work on this team, you leave your personal shit at the door. You come here Mm -hmm. to do a job and you don't talk about all that personal stuff. And I, and I left that and then created an entire space where that's all we do is talk about our personal shit. (laughs) And I'm just hearing you talk about the ball gag and all this stuff. And I'm like, fuck, I love what we do. I love that we get to go there with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoy also um, swapping notes on the messages that we get in the DMs and also swapping notes on our real life experiences, because the reality is that whether you're a sex coach or you're at a nine to five job where you can't, quote unquote, can't bring your personal life to the door, um, you're not alone. And we can all relate to one another and learn from one another. And it's so great and mm. beautiful. Yeah. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll be here yeah. together. We'll go real far. <laughs> yeah. And then a little bit further. And then a little and then bit, a little bit further. Mm. <laughs> just along that edge, just for a little while, and then we'll tip over and we'll do it all over again. 
between my voice and your voice on this podcast, I would be surprised if we don't have people comment on both our voices on this particular show. And, you know, I've done, I've done meditations that are self-love meditations and self-pleasure meditations. And so I know people out there in the world are having an orgasm to my voice and I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm fucking here for it. <laughs> but I'm just thinking about our voices on this show and like, oh, this is going to be really delicious for some people's ears, the people who are really into audio. Yeah. I had someone message me yesterday and ask if they could pay me to send sexy voice notes to her and her husband. And I'm like, yeah, you can. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> into that <laughs> so on on that note i would love to hear i know out of out of all of us that work for sex and love co you are the only one at right at this point that has an only fans and i know that wasn't on our topics to talk about but i'm curious because i hear like somebody says can i pay you money to send me sexy voice notes for my for my husband and i to listen to which i think is dope um i'm curious how that experience has been and has have you experienced some healing and expansion navigating that platform Oh yeah, I have a hundred percent and it's shown up in sometimes some of the most unexpected ways. Um, some examples of this would be the power dynamics that are alive between my partner and I. So I have a very entrepreneurial mindset and I have more experience with lighting and setting the scenes or videotaping and the aesthetic of it and the sound and that kind of thing. And then daddy is trying to boss me around and I'm like, but no, the light and the sound and the things. And so there's this power struggle that can happen sometimes, literally amidst recording or doing something. And those um, scuffles have ended in a variety of ways, depending on our emotional state. But every time it's like, okay, we're, we're here, we're showing up, we're doing it. And we still get to have orgasms at the end of this. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan, when he knows that that might happen, he'll like, open the door to a thing and he knows I want to change a bunch of shit. And he's like, he'll just give me the permission. So he continues so that he keeps the power, not the, like, not, not necessarily like the power, but he's the one that it's not me just being an inconvenience. He's like, I know you want to do things in this room, go do mm. it. And then take 10 minutes and do it. Mm -hmm. Go yeah. digest. Yeah. I like that. Taking a, yeah. 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 You know, a lot of times I will tell him what to do before he does it. But I'll do it from that kind of soft place where I'll say, I have an idea. When we go into a place moving forward and you know that this is a thing that I want to do. How about try this? And then and then I'll like say the thing that he can try and then he'll feel I'll like wait for a moment and he'll feel how that winds up being. I'm not an inconvenience. He's giving the permission. He's, you know, still in that kind of path. Not I I'm, I'm pausing where I want to say power position, but that, mm -hmm. that is the best way to describe it in the dominant position where he's told me what to do. I know you want this thing for you. So here's your permission to go and do it free. Mm -hmm. And then in 10 minutes, you're going to come back to me. And I'm like, well, yeah. yes, that we both win. Everybody wins there. 
Yeah. So it's interesting surrounding the word power, um, just because there's so much right now in the world surrounding that word. And so it has a charge in and of itself. And I think the important thing here for those who are listening is to point out that just because someone is in quote unquote power in a scene or during sex or even in a relationship, you know, like I'm in power in the kitchen, usually, (laughs) you know, so just because someone is quote unquote in power, it doesn't mean that your power is taken away. Right. Right. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So it. to circle back a little bit to the OnlyFans, um, I also have experienced such pleasure in being seen. And I did not like just how you started this episode, if you would have told me a year ago or a year and a half ago, even that I would have an OnlyFans page and just be all out there for people to see, I would have not believed you. And I'm amazed and so proud of myself for having the page and for putting myself out there in this way, because it's my choice. And I have so much power in that. (laughs) And I have also a lot of exhibitionists in my person. So my partner and I actually recording things for OnlyFans is the best kind of foreplay that we have had in our relationship. And there's lots to do in the world of foreplay, but it has been so fun because he's an exhibitionist too. So we really get off on it. And a lot of my posts are like, help us enjoy each other. Like, this is our foreplay, you know, come join us. We're getting turned on by you watching and that kind of thing. So good. So, so good. Did you know before you and your partner got married? I don't think we mentioned that. Yeah. We keep saying your partner versus your husband. So you are married. Yep. Pretty recent. Spoken for lady. Yeah. And the pictures are (laughs) fucking gorgeous. The whole thing just looked amazing. Um, so did you know this of each other? Did you know of each other's, which I I would imagine. So certain traumas, certain life experiences, the kinky thing that all factor in before you got married. I'm sure on some level, I know some of these answers, but then also the role that it's played after getting married. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So on my social media, I share very openly and vulnerably about my traumas and my experiences. And so he followed me for a while before we got together. And so he knew of a lot of the things and we had back and forth messages about them. And on our first video call date, um, he showed me his kink closet and said that he was daddy and that he liked to dress up little girls. And so he showed me his outfits. And so it was very much from the get go, a big part of our discussion and our relationship. And I'm so happy and grateful for that because we talk about this in sex and love coaching and I know that there's a a collective fear that can exist with being direct and having open lines of communication about our actual desires and our actual sex life and our actual traumas and things of that nature. 
But being honest and communicating about these things from the get-go is so vital to a healthy and sustainable and fulfilling relationship. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> I know you and your partner have, um, you have your own way of going through relationship board meetings too. So I know when people come to us via sex and love co's co- coaching application, you'll be interacted with. So for someone who is interested in working with us and our team, someone on our team and wants some assistance or guidance in their sex, their love, their relationships, they fill out an application and depending on what they put on it, they will get then linked up with Serena or Bryn or myself or Jordan or Jamie, who's also on the team. So uh, for you, I know you specify a few things as far as how, who you, who you really like to work with. I see on your, uh, like, like on your team, on the team page, it's like spiritual couples. So people who are open to, let's just use the word woo a little Mm -hmm. bit there. Mm -hmm. So I'll let you elaborate on that that in a second, but the spiritual couple plus couple. So that's another identifying. You like to work with people who are in relationships and who are looking to experience more in the realms of leaning into some kinky things or edgy things and gets really getting that journey going, getting aligned with the partnership, building the communication foundation, all of that. And then weaving into how to, once you learn these things about yourself and your partner and all that, how do you then bring that into the practical world moving forward? So if you want to elaborate on some of those things, I'm sure the listeners would love to know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So if you own Sage, If you know what Sage is, if you own tarot cards or an oracle deck, if you pray or meditate, if you know what ecstatic dance is, any of these indicating factors that touch the spiritual realm, any of it, if you touch the spiritual realm in any way, shape or form, then I am attracted to working with you as a client because I am spiritual as fuck out here. (laughs) Super expansive, super curious, and have been communicating with spirit directly since I was four years old. And so if you are coming to Sex and Love Co. and also desire to work with someone who is a little bit more spiritual and intuitive, then I invite you to check me out. And... Yeah. Authenticity, vulnerability, communication, those things are my jam. And communication is so vital in a relationship. It's the number one thing that I would say, I would go as far as saying matters the most in a relationship. And I have actually been studying conscious communication actively for a number of years and the power of our words being clear with our words and what that actually does energetically and spiritually. So phrasing things a certain way, a good example of this is saying I instead of you. And this can show up in relationships in day-to-day life out with strangers. So a common example would be when someone tells a story and they say, you know, when you go to the grocery store and the cashier is in a bad mood and then you're in a bad mood and that is actually casting a spell and projecting that reality onto the person that you are speaking to. And so instead of saying, I went to the grocery store, I interfaced with the cashier who was in a bad mood, and then it put me in a bad mood. 
So taking responsibility for our own feelings inside and outside of a partnership, just simply with our words is such an easy way to take emotion out of it and to shift so much in such a powerful way. And it gives you and the other person the space to actually feel their feelings and to recognize what is theirs and what isn't. And so, yeah, those are my things. This is my jam. (laughs) Very much her jam, y'all. And of course she works with all of us. And so silly, sincere, spiritual, it's all our thing. Serena, thank you very much for coming on the show. Is there anything else that you would like to mention that you would like to share with our listeners, a main message? Mm. Yeah, I would say that a little bit goes a long way. And so dipping your toes into something, whether it's communication or kink play, or even just listening to this podcast, I honor you. And I'm so excited for you and keep going. Mm. So good. And y'all, if you want to get a little more up close and personal with Miss Serena Rose, there's different levels that you can opt into. And one of them, Uh of course, (laughs) is of course, Instagram can find her at spiritual sex coach on Instagram. You want to go another layer deeper. Y'all heard she's got an OnlyFans account. For those of you who are into OnlyFans, y'all know what to do there. And if you are curious about working with her as a part of the Sex and Love Co. team, just fill out an application and put that you would like to work with Serena Rose. There's also, there was one more thing that I was going to mention here. Oh, you also have a podcast. It's called Authentically Me Radio. And so for those of you audio heads who like podcasts, which I imagine if you're listening right now, and you like audio and you like podcasts. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to hear a little bit more from Serena specifically, then feel free to subscribe, give her podcast a listen and a follow. Jordan and I have wanna, have done an episode on her show. And this was at least a year and a half, if not maybe two and a half years ago that we were on your show. So go give that a listen. Yeah, thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. And part of why I have a podcast just because people like my voice, which we touched on in this podcast. So if you like it, come get you some more. Great. All right, loves. Thanks again for listening to another episode of That Sex Chick. And just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you for being a part of our community and in this space and giving us a platform really to share our personal lives, our personal selves, and of course our passions with all of you. And it's been so much fun getting to introduce you to the newest member of the Sex and Love Co. team, Ms. Serena Rose. I hope y'all enjoy. If you did, pretty please subscribe, leave a five-star review, and we'll see you soon or we'll see you on another time. That's confusing. I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you extra, extra loved it, make sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see y'all next week.